Welcome to Arrow of Devastation, the Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm, I'm pretty well, thanks. Good, good. I, I like that we're still issuing weekly from the intro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't been. Um, I mean, you know, life. Life. I mean, life in yeah. 2020. I don't really know if we need an excuse at this point, but... No, I'm surprised we made it this far, to be honest with you. Yeah, same, to be honest, same. I'm surprised I'm literally not dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Good. You know? It's good to um, hear. Life is much the same. <laughs> as it has been, nothing interesting has particularly happened. Um, I'm just spending my time going to work and then coming home and playing World of Warcraft or Oops. painting Warhammer minis. So that's my life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same here. Minus the, the World of Warcraft and minus the going to work, I guess, because I'm still <laughs> working from my house. Um, still ill. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm going to hospital in two days' time, so we'll. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully I'll find out then. I've got some some tests happening. Um, yeah. We'll see. Uh, good, we'll see. good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have that news on the next episode, wherever this, whenever that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God knows when that'll be. At this point. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm doing fine. How are you outside of being still very ill? Yeah, fine. Pretty much just living in in that Groundhog Day world that is 2020. Um, yeah. Day to day life is pretty much the same every single day. But that is fine. Um, just been keeping myself busy um, playing playing Magic Arena. Still, somehow for some Woo-hoo! reason, I don't know. I think I'm just just sort of grinding to stay on the train at this point. Um, determined just to stay free to play forever because you know I've yep. spent far too much money on this <laughs> on this hobby <laughs> already. Um, yep. Yeah, I figured. We may as well stay on the train. I found a historic deck that I don't mind playing. Kaladesh Remastered is out now, and it's it's added some good cards, but it, it's omitted a couple that I would have really liked. But whatever, God, it's fine. Feldar Guardian, right? It, yeah, Feldar Guardian. I totally understand, but Inspiring Statuary—that's the one that I wanted. Yeah, well, you're not allowed to do that. Nope, not allowed to do that. Can't have any combo fun. Magic must be played on the board in 2020 and onwards. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. agree. Cool, so I figured this week we're going to do something a, a bit different and rather talk about the current state of things. We're going to do a, a review of our predictions from last year. So the I mean, end- I think people are sick of me talking about the current state of things <laughs> in regards to magic and everything else. So, yeah, let's let's look back at how smart and or thick we are. It's it's certainly going to be a lot more interesting than just going, the uh, standard is, is boring, it's, it's fine, it's not broken, it's not bad, it's just boring. And like oh, every other format is rubbish. <laughs> yeah, standard is boring but kind of healthy and the most reasonable it's been for a while. Uh, historic seems kind of like fun. It seems like Kaladesh made that a bit more interesting. Uh, modern is actually kind of okay at the moment. For the first time in about two years, I've actually enjoyed playing it. Uh, Legacy is fine, and now I'm playing Astrolabe, so I don't want it to get banned. And I have no <laughs> idea about Vintage, and Commander just got a bunch of new sweet cards. So yeah, every other format's kind of fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oops, all spells in every format, why not? Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you can do. Uh, yeah, it's... it's. I don't know, I almost want to say that every meta game is probably in the best position it's been in all year. Probably, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's the thing what, year. 21st of November as we were recording? Yeah, the first time this year. Yeah. I mean, for the first time this year, a lot of things are looking up and then, you know, something else horrible happens. Yeah, uh, yeah true. And we just keep going, 
three cycles of just I mean, I mean it, to be fair this is the first like couple of weeks we've had some reasonable news at some points yeah um both i guess in magic like you know things are going kind of okay after bans and stuff and new releases into certain formats and the general world we've had some good news and then it's kind of got a bit worse in places and it was nice to feel joy for like i don't know three minutes <laughs> sometime <laughs> in 2020 well, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think we're definitely going to be bringing the joy in this episode because I <laughs> excellent. I went back and listened to our predictions episode from the end of last year where we we sat down and we said, okay, we're going to do some some in quotation marks baseless speculation for things that are yes, going to happen in, in Magic next year, and mm-hmm. I, I think at the time, I mean, some of them seemed like quite fair bit of speculation because we knew we knew a lot um i guess last year was really the first time they did they did what they're doing now is is in terms of like previews go like they just have one big day where they they just preview everything so like at this point last year we knew every set that was coming out like we do this year like we know pretty much every set that's coming out next year like there may be a supplementary set or two just you know surprise surprise announcement some sort of like double master style thing but yeah we pretty know pretty much know everything that's happening next year Mm mm-hmm so we were in that position last year as well so I think some of them are quite fair but some of them are wild and I'm very very looking forward to uh, seeing your <laughs> your takes on things we said last year yeah I mean I just fire hot takes just out willy nilly to be honest and just pull them out my ass so I don't really remember anything I said yeah so I'm excited to hear how stupid I am oh it was but did it... we did we predict economy crushing global pandemic uh not quite not quite did we did we predict the complete collapse of organised play? Uh, not quite. But <laughs> okay, good. We'll right. see. We'll see. We Over get into two. it definitely. Sure, uh, sure. So I think. I think first off, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna run down my predictions, and then I'm gonna run down your predictions. Okay. And then we've got sort of a, a joint one at the end, which is. Uh, it's interesting in hindsight. <laughs> okay. Great. Sure. Uh, so my first prediction was that uh, fires of invention will be banned in standard. What a big brain! Yeah, <laughs> what a gigantic brain you have. This was uh, this was about a week after Throne of Eldraine came out. I made that prediction. And, uh, <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Uh, and yeah, that was that. That's one that I think, like at the time, it was it was probably fairly sensible to call it because we we'd start to see a lot more bands like bands and standard were already a thing, obviously, and we were starting to see more yeah. with, like Oko had just been banned and. We're just sort of getting over that, and I think we were at the point where the meta game was just just shifting to where Jeskai Cavaliers was about to be like the best deck in the format. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think I think it, that was pretty a pretty fair, pretty mild, cold take that one. To be honest. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people were calling for it at that time because, no. like you said, I think Oko was sort of dominating discourse about what should be banned in standard and where the meta game was looking. But uh, yeah, I think it was a pretty it was a good take of the time. It came true, so good job. Yeah. Okay, so, well, if that's the baseline we're starting at, it's probably going to get a lot worse in terms of predictions, right? Well, start small, definitely. Start, start <laughs> okay, small. sure, sure. <laughs> so, next up, my second prediction was there would be full art basics in every set. Uh, womp womp. I, yeah, I I kind of want to give myself half a mark for this I one. I mean, yeah, kind of. It's not so far, I, I think, so I said that there would be full art basics in every set, except for the core set, um, Given that core sets are just kind of like, you know, bog standard, uniform, everything's everything's vanilla and boring. Yep. Um, so I, I think I want to give myself, or at least argue half a mark for myself for this one. So we had Theros Beyond Death. Yeah. They had full arts. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Zendikar Horizon, obviously, full arts. Yep. Ikoria didn't have full arts, but there was a, an Ikoria-themed Godzilla Land Secret <laughs> Lair. Sure, which is technically tied to it, I guess. Which is definitely tied to Ikoria, and they absolutely so, yeah, could have yeah. could have put those cards in the set instead of making yeah, people yeah. pay forty pounds per for Fox. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I'm happy to give you that one. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I want to argue half a mark myself on that one. And but. I mean, to be fair, uh, Core Twenty One did also have like special basics, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it had like the theme the theme basics, which fill a certain like fill, fill a similar category to. For our basics, they're like special premium, not so premium anymore <laughs> basics that you get. So, I mean, I, I think your prediction was mainly based on like they're going to try and do something special with something kind of boring in every set to make it slightly more marketable, and they have done that. Yeah, I, th- um, I think I was just just set on like full art. It was like, oh, these, these, sure, okay, these okay. showcase frames are the, the most fancy things that we've ever seen. We're probably not going to get anything more fancy than that because we've got full oh, art and we've got well showcase frames. <laughs> and ooh, ooh, secret lair. That's something that they can do every so often. But we're a whole world away from where we're last year. Yeah, did we predict what's he get into a contract with AMC and re- release Walking Dead <laughs> yeah. themed magic cards? There was no, yeah, there there was no I mention do, of Walking Dead cards on this list think, at all. I don't think even our hottest takes or predictions would have gotten that far. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't would have predicted something like that. I don't know. Okay, you, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely said said a wild thing, which we'll get to. But my my third prediction is uh, there would be no fetch lands in Zendikar Rising. Oh, good job. Yeah, so this was at the point before they put out several articles which explicitly said, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> they won't be in this <laughs> set. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah okay. it, was, it was before we knew about the, the Secret of the Ultimate Edition, before we knew about collector's boosters for Zendikar Horizon before we knew about um, Modern Horizons 2 yeah, just said yep. there will be no fetch lands in Zendikar Horizon well technically the expeditions I suppose yeah, yeah which I'm not sure if it's in this, it was in this episode or not but I definitely called that uh, they weren't in the predictions but yeah, you definitely definitely did call that I called that at some, at some point, I said that Zendikar Rising would have expeditions in yeah and that because they, what's he released a statement that said, oh, we'll have some kind of special premium version where you could get the the fetch lands. Um, and I mean, I guess technically that was the secret lair, but <laughs> it was also the expeditions. Yeah, so I think, I think based on what we knew at the time, that was that was one that could probably have gone either way. But I don't think it's a it's a completely outlandish prediction at all. Yeah. So what are you like two two and a half out of three? Uh, yeah, I want to I want to give myself that. That's good. That's that's wow. Considering, I'm, I'm sure I laughed at you for most of your predictions when you made them. <laughs> no, you just said they weren't wild enough. <laughs> they weren't wild. Yeah, yeah, well, clearly that's coming true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so number four, I've got a pioneer mythic champ. There will be a pioneer mythic championship slash players tour slash whatever they're calling it at this time next year. Oof. <laughs> Which I mean, there could have should have happened. It, yeah, it should have happened and could have happened. I mean, th- there were. Or there was a a pioneer player to a qualify. I don't even know what it was called. There was that yeah. thing at the start of the year where there were three high level pioneer events that qualified you for the players to a. That I don't think those events exist anymore. Uh, no, we still haven't sent out our promos for that event. Um, <laughs> I think it was like an RPTQ technically. Like, if you want to compare it to a previous, you know, tournament structure, it was it was like bigger than an RPTQ, but. S- smaller than a PTQ. PTQ, yeah, I, it was very, yeah, 
You it was a, it was a thing that qualified you for a PTQ, right? No, no, it so qualified te- you for for the for the players tour. There was there was no, thre- there was three. There was one in one in Europe, one in America, one in oh sure Asia. sure sure yeah yeah. That was I guess that was okay, the okay. the one where we first saw like inverter become a thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I mean, you, I mean, there would have been a a pioneer mythic championship or something. I had. If that was literally a possibility, but that's yeah. literally impossible currently because it's not coded on Arena. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I think okay. again, like it's just yeah, it's a reasonable boring take, and I wish I'd been a little bit wilder, but I promise you, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. I mean, it's fine. Like I, I think either it's wild and we get to have a laugh about it, or it's probably dead on and we get to think talk about how smart you are. It's <laughs> win-win, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, if it was like a really cold take that turned out to not be true, that would be the worst case scenario. <laughs> I'm hoping yeah. none of those are coming. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any of those. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so my next prediction was it was correct, but not for the reasons we we talked about at all on the episode. So my prediction number five was that there will be no legacy GPs in 2020. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what because we. There weren't any scheduled in the first half, right? When they actually released the first half of 2020. Yeah. Before, you know, GPs didn't exist anymore. Um, so, yeah, that could have come true, but also it literally came true because no GPs existed. So Yeah, absolutely. I think that was it. Like, we... we I think we were at the point where, like, we'd, we'd seen the... We'd seen the list of attendants from, like, all of the GPs and there was no word on what was happening with Eternal Weekend and... It all really looked up in the air, and there was a lot of call from players about like, you know, more legacy tournaments. Like, is Pioneer just going to replace Legacy? Like, what's going to happen? Because they they announced a couple of Pioneer GPs, and yeah, there was there was nothing for Legacy in the the formats that they had announced. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think like based on the way they were sort of handling things, we thought, well, yeah, it, it makes sense that then they're not going to support Legacy at the GP level. There's going to be tons of Legacy side events at events that are going to sell out and be well attended, but there won't be any Legacy GPs in 2020. Turns out there kind of just wasn't really any GPs in 2020. Yeah, I don't think the actual reason why that didn't happen matters. Yeah, <laughs> I think they I, made I a agree. call, the call came true. So, but I, I, think, think you, I think you count that as a win. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that one, unfortunately, I guess, because it would have been nice to Excellent. attend any GP this year. Uh, and to you know, not have a pandemic that's killed thousands and thousands of people across the world. Yeah, I am trying to weigh up in my head which I find more devastating, not being able to go to a magic fest and hang out with my friends play magic or, you know, the fact that hundreds of thousands of people have died. I yeah. think I know which one's worse. Me too. Me <laughs> but too. it's still, yeah, it doesn't diminish my sadness for um, not being able to hang out with people and buy shiny cards, you know. I fully agree. I think one thing that we have learned, I mean, hopefully one thing that, that what you've learned from this year is that there is there is big demand for legacy. Like the demand is absolutely yeah. there. I think while they definitely saw, I guess you know, they must have they must have seen a lot of the players sort of calling for it and you know branching the data, saying, "Hey, look at the attendance for this. Look at the attendance for this. Compared to this for standard. Compared to this to standard." I think there was a lot of noise like that on on like Twitter and Reddit and stuff last year. So I think obviously there were. They were aware that people wanted it, but whether or not people would, you know, once again sort of travel and pay the entry fees and stuff, it might be difficult for them to sort of justify that. But I think yeah. from what we've seen this year, from like 
just like a reasonable attendance for Legacy Leagues on Magic Online, and then Eternal Weekend having like the, the biggest Magic Online yep. event of all time. Like, yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, it really, really shows that look, people people want to play Legacy. People love the format, and if you if you put a tournament on, people will attend it. People will travel. People will come. I think definitely, it's, yeah. Like I've like I've, I've said, like I, I fully fully understand why they don't want to support it and why they're not really you know willing to and it's a very very difficult sell but if you put four four legacy gps on put put one per quarter or even just run them as like double gps people will absolutely travel and they will definitely come and play yeah definitely i mean you look at the the, the double gp we had in, in birmingham that was legacy and standard and it was very well attended yeah and i mean yeah you put you put less stock into having to have legacy players turn up right like it doesn't have to you don't have to oh if legacy players didn't turn up it's it's a it's a wash of a weekend right because you still yeah. have the, the standard or the modern or whatever you, you put alongside it i think having one in sort of like every region a year like there's a European yeah, that's one, it. there's that's a north american one there's a south american one there's an apac one um and people will travel like i'd probably travel to like germany or france or something to play in a legacy gp yeah 100 percent. especially like not having attended a G- gp for like yeah, are in a half order for this point. Like, yeah, yeah sign me up for the next, whatever, wherever. Whatever the next U- European GP is, I'm probably going to go. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a legacy one, for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. Yeah, I'll definitely, definitely. So yeah, that was that was that. I think, unfortunately, my prediction was was right in this one, but not for the reasons that we'd predicted at the time. Yeah, much sadder reasons, but you know. Let's get to my outlandish one now, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, hit me, hit me. So here's my here's my number six. Ikoria will have triple-faced cards. <laughs> yeah, that didn't quite come true. It didn't, did it? It didn't even have double-faced cards, man. It didn't, no, it didn't at all. I think, <laughs> yeah, so that was the the whole thing. Like, we didn't really know anything about Ikoria at the time other than there would be keyword counters in the set, and that the set was the Lair of the Behemoths, and it was, it was build your own monster. So I yep. think we were... We were discussing whether that would be like like host and augment, which we'll get onto that later, uh, or whether it would be uh, like uh, like uh, meld from uh, Eldritch Moon. Yeah, and uh, it yeah, turns out it was kind again, of one of them. Yeah, an alternative that I offered was was triple faced cards, something that they do in the Transformers TCG, and it's something that they do in Duel Masters as well. So they they. They definitely had a track record of doing it, so I think my thinking at the time was just like, oh, it's going to be big, they're going to go bigger than ever, it's it's the kaiju world, we're going to have huge, like, giant <laughs> monsters, not only yeah. are the monsters themselves going to be, have, like, giant stats, the cards are going to be huge, it's going to be big magic, <laughs> Yeah, triple sure. faces, but no, not even, not even. I mean, to be fair, even in the realms of hot takes, that's not that bad. Like, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> for the things you've just said, like, it would make sense in terms of the lore of the plane, and it's a thing that they've been known to do before in different card games, and it's personally a possibility. It's not like you said they'd make magic cubes instead of magic cards, and like you know, yeah, it's like completely scratch and sniff cards or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You didn't say something completely ridiculous. It was like something that has existed before yeah. and could theoretically exist in the future. It it just looks pretty outlandish on paper, I think, especially with the hindsight. Just just sure, the statement: yeah, yeah. Akoria will have triple faced cards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, take me back! Take me back to 2019. <laughs> or before all of the awful things happened. Yeah, before everything yeah. happened. And, yeah. When less, when you know, 
awful, less awful things were happening. They were still awful, but I just think back to like the things I complained about in 2019, and then look at look at the world now. I'm like, oh wow, I wish I was complaining about those things instead. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. I I fully fully agree with that on that one, but you know maybe maybe things will will turn around soon. Is we'll that see. where I insert the Kirby enthusiasm theme? Yeah, <laughs> yeah once again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they were they were my predictions last year. I think um, one of them was just dead wrong, just absolutely wrong. But I, I think the rest of them, I think I think I did pretty pretty well in predicting yeah. what. I was going to say I'm predicting what magic would look like in 2020, but no. Like even even <laughs> if those things are correct, they are not representative of what magic looks like in 2020 at all. I don't think anybody no. could have predicted could have predicted it. Well, I think that's that's a four out of six. Two of those being half marks. Yeah. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Cool. So let's get on to your predictions. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. So we got a wild take right from the start. Which was, uh, Commander Legends will not sell well because Commander players don't draft. <laughs> um, okay, I I think that's a defensible point point of view. I yeah, I I think so. again, like especially where we were in in Magic's history, like back in at the end of twenty nineteen, when like the only things we had to compare it to really were like Battle Bond and Conspiracy and stuff. But now, yeah. I think like. Now we've seen Magic Legends. Yeah, I've seen Commander Legends, and we we know what it is. I think it's it's quite clear that this isn't Battle Bond, and like, if I don't know, if Magic had 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 the ride it had in in twenty nineteen and the year that Battle Bond come out, then like maybe maybe Battle Bond would have been a, a much bigger seller and much bigger drafter. Not that it wasn't. The most, you know, most unpopular thing in hindsight, but I think if Magic had had the kind of year that Magic has had this year, although the previous year, I think that set would have been received differently. And I think it's it's quite obvious just the massive shift from sixty card Magic to a hundred card Magic that there's been. Yep. That yeah, doesn't matter what it is. If it's got new legends, if it's got new good and designed for and playable cards in Commander, people are going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Did I straight up say it wouldn't sell? You said it would not sell well because commander players don't draft. God damn it! Oh, that's that's. I mean, that's a point, but also, of course, it was going to sell well because commander players just buy booster boxes. Yeah. <laughs> so they had no intention of drafting it. It's like buying a master set, right? But yeah, totally. So that was a stupid take to make anyway. <laughs> um, but I, I think my my point kind of stands like I think my point is basically commander players won't bother drafting this. Yeah, totally. But I don't think that should have been intended to affect whether it would sell or sell not. Whether no, it was I, product. I mean, I was again, before... again, with, with hindsight, like totally, totally yeah. agree. And like... I mean, to be to be fair, that was before like you know Rings of Brighthearth and Stuff of Domination and Mana Drain and Vampiric Tutor and etched foils of cards that are hard to get anyway. And yeah, we we knew literally zero about the set other than yeah. there was a set coming out called Commander Legends, and it was I don't even know if it was going to be called Commander Legends. Um, just that there was a commander draft set coming out. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the reasoning for my for, for that prediction was sound, but yeah, yeah it was a ridiculously <laughs> stupid thing to say, especially at the time as well. I think, I think yeah. that's it. Like you got to take the take the <laughs> the context of it all. And yeah, absolutely. You fully fully agree there. And cool. I mean, look at the look at the state we are in currently. Nobody, yeah, nobody I mean, can draft. So, like, drafting yeah. isn't even an option, and yeah, it's it's still flying off shelves, it's isn't it? Selling like mad, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
my bad. <laughs> so next prediction is again a, a very very tame one. I think this one is that uh, in twenty twenty they will print at least two five color legends. Um, that happened. Did yeah. it happen? I think so. Um, I didn't bother to check actually because I assumed it just had. Um, Taz was Taz three five colored again. Y- y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because T- Tazri is white, and then she has a four color activated ability, which the rest of the commanders. Yeah, yeah. So that's a five color commander, which so I think was my my point. It wasn't like going to be like a an Ivmizit thing. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so I guess I was I was one. going off the back of Golos, right? There's got to be another one, right? No, I think there might be it. Wow. We go through, go through the go through the sets. So uh, Theros, so, no. Yeah, Theros. Korea, there no. wasn't one in Theros. Um, Korea, no. No. Only three colours. Corset? Uh, M21, no. Um, Not even in any of the supplementary products or anything? No. And then... Zendikar, which was Tazri, yeah. Yeah. And then then Commander Legends? Um, no, there's no five colours in Commander Legends, I don't think. I'm going to check. I'm going to check. Yeah, it's a good idea. We should do that. I feel like the I feel like there must be like at least one in Commander Legends, right? No, but this is, the whole thing's about like monocolor partners and then like three color wedge and shard colored um, non-partner creatures. Yeah, but surely they'd stick like a, a ridiculous five color splashy mythic in or something as well. But no, well, I, you I think, guess but... not. No, doesn't look like it at all. No, well they they printed a five color enchantment in M twenty one. Does that count? I'm yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna give it definitely. <laughs> they printed a stupid five color. Yeah, yeah. They had had all the whole the shrines and. I mean, they, we've definitely had like, like, you can spend mana as if it was mana of any color as well. That one yeah. from M twenty one. Yeah, I mean, they reprinted Ramos. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> it's a five color commander. Yeah, I'll, I mean, yeah, on the the sanctum of all, I'll, I'll, I'll give that one. I'll, I'll <laughs> okay. Alone, definitely, so the, because that's a ridiculous the, five color commander card. Yeah, which I mean, is clearly is the, has like a theme and is meant to be built around. Yeah. This is the situation that I, I said earlier where it's like a really medium cold take that doesn't come true. <laughs> Which is what has just happened. See, so I was wrong. That's fine. That's fine. I don't think it was outside the realm of possibility. Though, oh, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm kind of glad they haven't actually just randomly pushed it. And like the Tazri is really niche as well. It's not just like a five got a good stuff deck. Yeah. So that's cool. Cool. So your next take is also, uh, also commander aimed, I guess. So. I guess not just Commander themed. I guess it, so. It was about Ikoria. Your next prediction was uh, Ikoria will have a monocolor theme with big monocolored monsters, and it's going to have five monocolor Commander decks. <laughs> that was very wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was the uh, the opposite of that. In fact, mm. um, it was quite a, yeah. quite a specific take. Um, but yeah, it it was all the triomes and three colors. Yeah, well, they said it's because they said there would be five commander decks for this one, which is the first um, five colored deck, f- five commander decks they'd done since uh, Commander sixteen. Yeah, which is the four colors, and I would have been surprised if they'd put like a four color theme in a Yeah, and so the sort of natural question is the only reason they do five is that they could just specifically do one of each of a cycle. Five colors. Yeah, cycle. definitely. I guess the, the the wedges also fit into that, and so would the shards. Um, and it could have been guilds as well, I suppose, like enemy and ally colours, but 
I was fairly confident that like the fact that they were doing five commander decks was the reason. What would yeah, be definitely. Couple it with what we'd seen from like Throne of Eldraine and like when you Theros was coming as well. It was like, well, yeah. surely based on those, then this 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 block bit, between yeah. core sets is probably going to be like like the monocolored time, and we're just going to see like monocolored yeah. decks run, run rampant and standard. And yeah, yeah, I think it definitely there was definitely good justification for the prediction, but. And we just come off the back of a multicolored set in well, loads of multicolored sets in the rabbit. Yeah, so. yeah. I, yeah, I just sort of assumed, but never mind. <laughs> Again, I think that's a reasoned prediction, but I, yeah. I think so definitely. I also think it would have been really cool if Ikoria had turned out that way. Just have like if there were like, you know five massive multi, you know monocolored monsters rather than like the yeah. the three color ones that we have that don't see any play anywhere at all. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel well, like it would have been a bit easier to play like monocolored ones that did things in, in like yeah. standard and whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of okay with that to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with where my predictions landed though. Cool. So your next one is also another Ikoria prediction. Uh, you predicted that the Ikoria mechanic will be black bordered augment. Oh, did I? Yep. Ooh, that and kind of came true. That's I'd say that's that's spot on definitely. Yeah, Mutate's basically augment, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it pretty much just is. Like, they essentially just augment into one creature, and they've got like the abilities of all of the all of the the cards in the stack. Then, yeah. yeah, I think so. I think it absolutely is just blackboarded augment. I think it's a totally totally yeah. fair, really good prediction. Sick, I'm pleased with that one. I mean, yeah, technically, like augment is you have to augment specifically onto a host creature, right? Yeah, yeah. And this one, you can obviously you can mutate onto any creature, but yeah, as I'm long as it's non-human. Yeah, exactly, non-human, sure. But yeah, I'm, I mean, it basically is if you tried to make Augment Black Border. Yeah. Sweet, alright. Okay, well that one's good. good. So my last two were like kind of reasoned, um, but didn't come true. And this one's just spot on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Nice. I think that's, it's definitely, I think given the information we had about Ikoria at the time, I think it's it probably not like out of the realms of possibility to just call that be the thing, but we we really had no idea other than we knew there would be key word counters and that there would be giant monsters. So yeah, yeah I think that's a good giant monster. Good call, good prediction. Thank you. Nice. Uh, so your next one is <laughs> your next one's really funny. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Uh, there is going to be a standard ban next year of a card printed in twenty twenty. <laughs> That's the most low-level base take I could have possibly made. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, that's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it kind of comes off the back of of mine. Like, oh, fires of invention is going to be banned yeah. at some point. You kind of gone like, oh well, I'll go one step further. A card that's printed in twenty twenty, <laughs> that's going to see that's going to get banned in standard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was right on that one. Yeah. Big time. Oh, technically, technically, I was wrong because I said a card. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Sweet. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's good. That's spot on. <laughs> they they continue to print broken cards. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, what what have we had banned that was printed in twenty twenty other than yeah? Another thing. Maybe it wasn't more than one card. Euro. Sure. Um, in, in standard, Euro is not banned. In, oh, Euro is banned in standard. Yeah, right? Of course, Euro is yeah, banned yeah, in standard. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. There's been so many things banned. I've forgotten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, sure, I'm, I'm an Afanuro, there you go. Yeah, I'm there you go, yeah, yeah. perfect. God, God damn it. <laughs> so uh, you're I'm wrong, so annoyed like, that there's not a ban. <laughs> yeah, there's not a ban, there's multiple bans. Yeah, oh, I think it, like, 
again our understanding of the the whole. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Lurus? Can we talk about Lurus? Yeah, yeah. And vintage yeah, and not, not only was a whole, well, not only was a card banned, there was <laughs> an a, entire mechanic. The t- entire mechanic eroded. <laughs> the cards don't function the way they're printed. Like, yeah. Yeah, that is definitely. I wouldn't have been brave. The take I definitely wouldn't have been brave enough to make last year. Oh, yeah. Neither of us, neither of us could have predicted, like a companion being a thing, and like being them having to erode our companion. <laughs> Just completely remove the mechanic. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. So I got that one right. Good job, me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like looking back at it now, I'm like, of course that's going to happen. I assume it's going to happen in 2021 as well. Yeah, I really, I really I hope it know, doesn't. But, but Jesus, I hope not. I mean, you know, I guess we'll we'll do our predictions for 2021. Uh, in the, oh yeah, for the next episode or the episode Absolutely. after, I think for sure. Um, I hope not. I hope, I hope there's been enough time to learn. You know, mistake from Uro at least, and yeah. dial down whatever knobs they can before Carl Timer's released. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I guess they just love touching the knobs, Joe. I know they gotta. They gotta crank them. Gotta crank crank the them knobs. all the way up, don't they? Mm. Cool. Anyway, so <laughs> your uh, yeah, your next prediction, which I guess is is your last your last individual prediction. So you have a joint one as well. Sure. Uh, last one is there will be a playable standard card released in a supplementary product. Uh, ooh, that didn't happen, right? Uh, n- no, no. Because they I stopped think... doing supplementary products; like they go into standard. Yeah, so I think the, um, I guess the, the closest thing we've got still is because Corvold from the the brawl deck. Obviously, that was in yeah. twenty nineteen. Uh, so yeah, like the you do occasionally get the um, uh, the event, not event theme boosters. Is it theme boosters? Yeah. Yeah, like theme boosters do have have cards that are in there only. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen any of those make any sort of splash and standard. No. Yeah, I suppose the, the Planeswalker decks as well could have been a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I was coming off the back of literally Corvold and Elena. And I guess, yeah, from, from what we knew at the time as well, assuming that there were going to be cards in standard pro- and uh, cards in, in in brawl decks, like brawl decks were going to be a thing again, and there would be standard cards printed in, like the commander decks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess I was wrong on that one, and I'm I'm happy to be wrong on that one. Very. Yeah, I fully agree. And I guess uh, buy box promos as well is probably the other consideration there. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. They, uh, I think they they very quickly learned from the mistakes after. Yeah. Um, I mean, buy box promos also barely exist. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, Rin and Siri hasn't seen any play. Um, the whatever the Godzilla card from Makoria hasn't seen any play. Yeah. I can't even think of what the buy box promo is for for, for Theros. Uh, it is. It's one of the gods. Is it Athros? Oh, Athros, yeah. Athros yeah. has not seen any play. And what's the one for Zeneca? Um, oh, it's Expeditions, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So there, there have been very few opportunities for that. Yeah, I'm happy to be, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong on that one. And I'm kind of glad Broadex don't exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I hope they don't come back. Yeah, definitely. I think they've they've kind of given up on Brawl as far as it's like paper magic goes but yeah it seems to be reasonably popular on arena and yeah i'm, I'm I I, it's the only way you can play commander on there really yeah well, well the last time i played arena i just like sort of ground a few arena games to, to some a few brawl games just to do dailies and stuff because it's just a, it's a fun format just a throwaway format 
and you don't have to really spend time doing it. Like, I'll throw my deck together with the cards I have, and if I lose games, I'm literally sitting on my computer doing anything else. So yeah, that's it. Uh, like, I definitely cool I've played a bit of Historic Brawl with like a Nickel Bolas Ravager deck, and nice. that was that was quite fun. It, it's just team. like no stakes fun magic. Yeah, I, I played a few um, Niv Reborn decks. Nice. It's just it's just all the good gold cards I had. So yeah. that's like, good <laughs> games. Sweet, Sweet. Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, I'm I'm happy with how those predictions have gone. I think, apart from the ban one, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sadly right. Commander Legends will not sell well. Like, <laughs> oh my God, what, what an idiot! I th- yeah, like I said, the reasoning was sound. It, it's, Commander players don't like draft, and also uh, magic, magic in 2020 is is very very different. To even magic from like yeah, yeah. 2019, I don't think like any like nobody could have predicted what was going to happen this year in the wider world. But that like yeah. like a not only would there be a pandemic, b Magic would would you know, completely survive a pandemic, but then also oh, yeah, see like magic would thrive in a pandemic because people rather yeah. than like spending their money on food and house and people spend their stimulus checks on like <laughs> magic cards like. Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like it, it comes comes down to the fact that magic players generally, the people that are super engaged with the game, are generally fairly comfortable in their lives, have a reasonable yeah. amount of pay and amount a reasonable amount of disposable income. Um, so they can afford to spend on these things, and they tend to have the jobs that aren't, uh, you know, you, they, they tend not to be, you know, re- made redundant in situations like this, and they tend to be just be able to work from home and continue doing their job and continue to earn their salary. Yeah. So they can continue to spend money on 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 hobbies and stuff, um, and hobbies are also. I mean, you look at you look at Warhammer. Like Warhammer's exploded during the pandemic, and yeah, I know from personal experience dealing with trying to order from them is that they, they just have so many orders they can't keep up. Yeah. And their their share price has gone through the roof. Um, so things like this, and especially with you know spell table and webcam magic and what have you, um, and arena still being, this is like one of the situations where I, I still don't play arena. I haven't opened it, and it's not even on my uh, my taskbar anymore. Yeah, um, <laughs> like I, it's it's one of the situations where I'm really happy that arena exists because it allows people to just engage with magic as frequently as they want during a time where you can't go and play. Yeah, definitely. Like arena and magic online have been have been absolutely fantastic resources for people this year, and then like. Like spell table, I think out of everything in twenty twenty in terms of magic, like spell table has been just the absolute best thing. It's a, it's a revelation. It, it's like, incredible. It didn't exist this time last year, and now like yeah. Wizards of the Coast bought it. Like, <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, the only how, way like, I play magic now. Big it is. Like, yeah, it's it's great. Like, I, I, it's the thing that I've had the most fun with. I think engaging with magic this year is just yeah playing like. Playing Commander, a format that this time last year I would never, ever have wanted to do. Like <laughs> that would have been a wild prediction. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Joe plays Commander, but like not only have I played Commander with my friends over Spell Table, I played it with like random strangers from all over the world over Spell Table. And, like, absolutely, it's, yeah. It's been fantastic, just a fantastic resource. So I, I, yeah. I can't sing Spell Table's praises enough, to be honest. It's incredible, and it's free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I would definitely pay, like, £15 for that program, you know, just to be able to do, to use that. Yeah, um, I mean, I'd pay a $4.99 month subscription or something. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's like, I, you know, I bought Tabletop Sim so I could play games of Warhammer, and, like, I'd pay for that privilege because it's something I want to do, and I'd definitely pay for Spell Table if that was an option, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'd funded by Watsy, so <laughs> I don't know what happens there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we ran a modern FNM on it literally last night. Sweet. Just on That's really table. cool. It worked, worked really well. Um, everyone just created their own room, and then you just sent it to the person you were paired against. It was got to be paper modern. <laughs> it was really, it was really good. That's really cool. 
Yeah, spe- spell table is definitely the best thing to happen this year in yeah. terms of magic, hands down. Definitely, fully, fully agree. Cool. Should we move on to our, our final prediction then? Our, our joint oh, prediction, which uh, this one's a bit of a, a bit of a downer, I think. Uh, loads of LGSs will close because they can't afford to stay open. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, on, we a, didn't... on a sad note, eh? Yeah, that's Jesus. We, yeah, we did. What was that based on? What was that prediction based on? Uh, I think it was it was based on like uh, secret lair and all basically. Right. Since Secret Lair was a thing, and you had like um, a bunch of stores of closing in America, and all saying like, "Well, Secret Lair is the final nail in the coffin for us. Like, we're we're not mm-hmm. gonna run magic events anymore. We're not gonna support this. So people can like buy directly from Watsy and stuff." And I think that coupled with whatever they had going on with like the price hike um, in America, yeah. where they started doing distribution for Amazon, where like you can just in America, like you can just buy a box, a booster box, cheaper from Amazon than you can your local game store. Yep. Just local game stores just having to run their margins smaller and smaller and smaller. So I think, you know, we didn't know anything about this, <laughs> what this year was going to look like when we made that yeah. prediction. But I definitely think this is this has come true, unfortunately. Yeah, but for I different think, reasons. I think I think the reasons that we sort of based that prediction on were also true. But I, I, the thing is, I think like there are some good things. If, if Paper Magic had existed, I think there would have been some great things for LGSs this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If we were able to go into stores. Like Commander Legends in itself just would have created a huge hype. And I know we've sold a lot of boxes. Um, yeah, Commander Legends, Double Masters Draft would have been fantastic for stores yeah. as well. I think yeah. like although although I do I do think this prediction is 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 true because because of the the economic pressures that people have had to feel because of the pandemic i do think on the flip side there has been i at least you know i have seen a lot of a lot of positive in terms of lgs's throughout this whole ordeal is that like people people have been very willing to help and support their lgs's where necessary like i've seen a lot of people like a lot of stores have have started very quickly had to had to jump to selling stuff online if they weren't before and a lot of places doing like click and collect and like curbside pickup and stuff and I've seen like a lot of people are more than happy to pay like you know extra five or an extra ten around a booster Absolutely, box here yeah. if it yeah. makes sure you know if, if make sure that their, their store can can keep going a little bit longer and yeah. it's been really good to see the community pull together in places rather than just you know do that 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 thing which I think we've, we've taken for granted so long as magic players just What's what's the very very cheapest? Let's race to the bottom. And yeah, I think I'm definitely in a position where I I would much rather like if we're looking at like a booster box or something. If it's paying an extra five or an extra tenner to an to an LGS as opposed to buying from like card market or someone from like a trade group, then I think I'd much rather do that at this point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been getting most of my uh, singles and stuff from from LGSs. I mean, I I care about <laughs> I cared about the. Uh, Continued existence of my LGS so much that I decided to quit my normal person job and start working there full time. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's certainly been a big change for you. Absolutely, yeah, um, and I'm all the better for it. But yeah, getting to see the inner workings of it as well is, is, uh, has been interesting over this this year, like supply and stuff. But yeah, I mean, people are still buying Magic, and they seem to be buying it from from places and being appreciative of what LGSs are providing for people. Um, and I hope that continues. I mean, I, I kind of wish that had been the case all along. Yeah. But I think you're putting it into this, you know, sort of economic dis- uncertainty and threat threat of closure. People really want to do the best they can to help out places they care about. Yeah, uh, for sure. 
Yeah. Well, so like we, say, you know, we, we say pretty much every week there are loads of places that deserve your money. So yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Making your LGS one of them is 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 uh, it's it's difficult, but it's it's a nice place to put your money. You know, there are small independent businesses that have brought you probably a lot of joy and will continue to hopefully in the future. So yeah, definitely. I think that that's yeah. the thing. It is. It's horrible that that so many places have been affected, but at the same time, it is it's kind of uplifting to see people band together and support their stores where where it, where that is happening. And yeah, I, like I know yeah. I certainly have have made so many friendships and connections through an LGS, whatever that's working there or, or playing playing there, that yeah. I just would not have made, would not have had so many experiences that I would I have had if if not for. And LGS being open. Yeah, my, my life is irrevocably changed <laughs> yeah. by the existence of, of, a, of a local game store that I get to go to every week. Um, and that, now, yeah, now my life's completely different because my entire life is Magic the Gathering. So, <laughs> uh, remember, remember, like a few weeks ago, I was like, I hate Magic. I'm not going to play anymore. Yeah, and then literally, you my entire life is life. Magic the Gathering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> there was something you're like just a, a, a glutton for punishment. Sorry? You're just a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think working in, a, in an LGS full-time has really sort of reinvigorated my love for the game. I think Commander yeah. Legends and Double Masters specifically have reinvigorated my love for the game and seeing that WotC care about putting good cards into stuff, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think that's, um, that's something that I've definitely learned a lot this year. I think even like listening back to this episode that we did this time last year, I think my... My feelings, like towards Watty and how they operate and stuff, have changed a bit since then. I think, yep. like, very much, I'm a bit more understanding of like their their processes and stuff. And I don't know whether it's because we've seen we've seen a lot more from them, like in terms of like support and communication with people this year, like throughout the whole pandemic, throughout all of the mistakes that they've made with the game and you know, we've seen seen them you know, hold up their hands several times and say, Oh hey, this was a mistake, we shouldn't have done that or this is this is a lesson that we've had to learn or you know, this is a lesson that we've learnt and yeah, I think it's definitely been an eye opening yeah on, on all fronts really in, in terms of Magic the Gavin. Yeah. I think we can also categorically say that Gavin Verhey is the M V P of the year. Yeah, for sure. For, sure. <laughs> for all of his uh just he's just a great asset for the game, and I hope yeah. he continues to work there uh, forever. Yeah, I, <laughs> he's I, a lot of excellent things for the company. Fully agree. I fully agree. He's yeah, Gavin's Gavin's designed some fantastic products this this year and, and previous years, and yeah, I think with with him sort of near the helm of the ship, I think we're steering in the right direction. Absolutely, I'm so excited to make some predictions for next year. Yeah, me too. Oh boy. Me too. <laughs> I think that's going to be coming up. to have our, our next episode or the episode after that. So definitely. Yeah. Stay tuned. Listen to that because I think I think looking at these predictions, it's been quite fun to talk about them and talk about how wrong we were or how right we were. And I think I want to make some more just wild, baseless, baseless speculation next year. Like considering all of the things that have happened this year that we just could not have predicted. Like we could not have predicted there would be a walking le- like Walking Dead secret lair. We could not have predicted companion. So so many things. So I think. Now that we know the possibilities kind of are endless, I think I'm ready to get a bit more wild for next year. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have predicted most of the reprints we've had this year. Yeah, yeah, Grim Tutor reprint, I probably would have not. Yeah. I mean, Grim Tutor standard reprint, I would have never, they never, never would have like predicted that. Absolutely, like the reprints we got in Double Masters were big. The reprints we got in Commander Legends were big. Um, 
you know the special treatments and extended art cards and showcase whatever were something I probably wouldn't have predicted properly then. Uh, we like magic is an ever evolving game and they're continuing to push boundaries in a lot of different ways. So <laughs> being able yeah. to predict stuff is kind of difficult. Um, I think yeah we were a little bit safe with our predictions. Yeah, I I, I think I was I think I was too safe. Like I guess yeah now we've discussed it. Even like the triple face cards one sounds absurd, but. Not out of the realm of possibility. But Absolutely not. I think I think I would have predicted triple face cards before like before foils. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think I probably comparing those two. Then yeah, I think I probably would have lent more on the etched foil side of things than triple face cards. But you know, if we're comparing triple face cards to like a Magic the Gathering and K Swiss collaboration. <laughs> then, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. triple face cards. I would have picked that over that any time. Yeah, definitely. One of those things happened. Yeah, but I mean, this thing. Like, I think triple face cards probably would have been. You know, if you'd asked me this time last year, triple face cards are probably more likely than the existence of the card Crystalline Giant, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. existence of the card Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a destroyer on a card. Oh, okay, cool. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, I I think. <clears throat> Magic is in a good place, and I feel a lot better about it than I did a couple of months ago. Um, obviously, I got sucked into the hype of the Walking Dead thing and got outraged with the the whole outrage mill that happens on social media and stuff. And now I haven't thought about it since literally ten minutes ago when I first brought it up on this podcast. Uh, and it's just sort of inconsequential, <laughs> and everything's kind of okay at the moment. In terms, yeah, of I, I mean, I don't know if I would go as far as to say it's inconsequential. I think a lot of the I mean, the problems with the product still exist. It's just it's not it's not the talking point. Yeah. This not, this yeah. this minute for the game yeah, is it? Absolutely. I mean, I think the thing is as well. Like, it, it's worth pointing out that there aren't any sort of outrageous issues currently being talked about in Magic the Gathering that much. Yeah. Everything's yeah, kind of on sure. the up and up. Uh, I, th- I I think I kind of meant inconsequential in terms of my feelings towards the game. Yeah, sure. I think the precedent it sets going forward, as we've discussed, I'm sure before, it's problematic. But I think. I, literally, I, I got rid of most of my magic cards and condensed them down into you know a smaller collection of more expensive cards just because I didn't want to have loads of magic cards and didn't really care about the game that much. Yeah. Based on the fact that Walking Dead particular existed, um, which is in hindsight was still a good decision. I was still glad I did it, but I think I'm, I overreacted, which um, I'm prone to do. <laughs> and I'm a magic yeah. player, so I'm very prone to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, magic players are, are quite prone to do that. We're all but... idiots. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it, I think it's been very interesting to look back at where we were this time last year and definitely yeah see what's what's changed since and it's, it's even more than I could have imagined to be honest and yeah I'm I'm thankful for that definitely yeah all, yeah. all the ups and downs I'm I'm glad we've gone through this experience yeah yeah definitely it's been a hell of a year <laughs> it has been here's to many more oh god a lot of this please. <laughs> So on, on that note, I think that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, how did you feel about those predictions? Do you, do you think we were too safe? Should we be more wild next year? Let us know. Come hit us up on social media. On Twitter, we're at hfdcast, facebook.com slash hfdcast. Or if you've really enjoyed anything you've heard in the show today, would like to give back in a monetary value, you can hear us up on Patreon. We're patreon.com slash hour of devastation, where tiers start from as little as $1 per month. That's roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode. Oh, or buy tinned food. <laughs> yeah, fully agree. <laughs> Good Christmas, God. Christmas is coming. Winter is coming. Stock yeah. up. Stock up. 
Oh yeah. Also, if if you're in a comfortable enough position this Christmas to be buying presents for friends and family and loved ones, uh, consider donating that money to food banks, or a charity, or something more worthwhile. Because we don't need more things. Um, give your money to people who might die this winter. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, <laughs> you can find the podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher. Does that sound right? That's it's right. been a while. Uh, <laughs> if you wanted to go to one of those platforms and give us a review or a comment or a rating, we'd really appreciate it because it helps us get the podcast up to more people. Totally. You can find me on my own personal social media. On Twitter, I'm at PeachGardenOaf. It's over for F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. You can find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. I'm also streaming on Twitch. Um, it's been, it's I've been a little bit off schedule at the moment due to, I guess, due to my ongoing illness. But uh, usually, um, Friday nights from 7:30 p.m. UK time and Saturday and Sundays alternative from 7:30 a.m. UK time. I play Magic and a host of various other games as well. I've been playing some Among Us. It's been fun. Uh, I want to stream some Tony Hawk's Pro Skater soon because I'm still loving that game too. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, what are you playing this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I'll be doing some Among Us. Ooh. T- t- today? Which is Saturday at time of recording. It is Saturday, right? yeah. Uh, I'm going to be doing it tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? What time? Uh, 7.30pm UK time. I'm in. Awesome. I'm in. Awesome. That's locking it in. Keep badgering me on my texts. Will do. Where can people <laughs> find you? <laughs> Where can people find you on social media, Sam? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at snail69. Nice. If you want a bunch of takes about varying topics and how much I wish certain people in positions of power weren't alive anymore. <laughs> uh, also, while I'm here, we're not technically sponsored by the card shop that I work for, manalik.com, but you, you, you can go to manalik.com, buy some cards. You can also sell us your cards. Please sell me your cards. I will pay you money for your Magic the Gathering cards. Just, I mean, DM me on Twitter. I'll buy your cards. Sounds I just good. wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, everyone could do with more money at this time. So. Absolutely, yeah. If you've got some cards that you don't need, and you need maybe a bit of extra money to get through winter, or you know, you just you know don't want as many cards, or maybe you've just bought loads of Commander Legends because you're a Commander player who doesn't draft, and you thought, I don't draft, I don't need to buy this product, I'm an idiot, I shouldn't have bought this product. Sell those cards to me. Sounds good to me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's about all we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned, so we'll see you again next time on Arrow Station. <laughs>